Hey, teacher mama, I am not sure about you guys, but I know that when I start to hang out around negative people, I become more of a negative person. And when I start neglecting the relationships in my life that matter the most, everything just starts to get a little bit more difficult. So today we are going to talk about the five most important relationships that you should focus on the most in your life. Um, why, and then give you a few ideas on how to improve them for each one. So make sure you stick around because you're going to need this little reminder at the beginning of the school here, school year here, just like we did. Hey, teacher mama, welcome to the teacher mama's podcast. Do you want to feel rested and have more focus in the classroom and at home? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for motivational quotes, ways to keep students' attention, or creative ways to relieve stress? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel exhausted and inefficient when behaviors continue to show up in the classroom and you find yourself taking work home again? Hey, I'm Ashley. And I'm Roberta. We too felt exhausted and wished for less behaviors and more time to do the things we love outside of school. We wanted to live more energetic and balanced lives and keep work at work. But we kept telling ourselves we didn't have enough time or energy. Until we found some time and stress management strategies that worked for each of us. In this podcast, you're gonna find health, routines, and mindset tips so that you will feel energetic and not exhausted. So go grab your favorite drink, and a notebook and your favorite pen because we're about to dive in. Hey friend, Roberta and I are inviting you to join us for some planning period productivity coaching. Let me tell you, this is what you've been looking for if you have been super distracted during one of your planning periods or you are so unfocused because of all the behaviors at school or other things happening with coworkers, or maybe you're distracted because of things going on at home whatever it is you're not getting the work done at school that you need to so that you don't have to bring it home at night so we are inviting you come join us in a coaching session you guys 25 minutes we could hammer this out and come out with a fantastic plan for you so go to bit.ly forward slash planning period coaching to sign up now bit.ly forward slash planning period coaching all right you guys so i'm just gonna use this as an example, as one of my five relationships here, I, since COVID, I think I've talked about this before, but since COVID, it has been a struggle in the school relationship department. I don't know what it is. It's like people are, have become more hermity and like stuck in their classroom. And me too, like, I'm not saying it's everybody else's fault, but like, it has really put a damper on having healthy school relationships. And it's funny because our school board, one of our goals at school this year and last year is like building those relationships up. And I just feel like it hasn't been happening. And so 
Um, I am trying to, this is, so for us, we're record, we're, we're pre-recording everything right now, just so that I can focus on school when school starts and Roberta can focus on school when school starts. So we may be giving you some things that are like for the beginning of the school year, because that's where we are at right now. And this is getting released later, but I am planning a school get together because I just feel like we have so many people at our school, so many new people that I don't even know. <laughs> and we have so many just new people and people in the district that I don't know. So I'm planning a school get together in hopes to kind of like get the school relationship thing on the right foot this school year, because I felt like the last, I don't know, how long has it been since COVID? Is it like four years now? I don't even know. But since then, it's just been crappy. So that is what our number one, and I'm kind of working backwards. So the number one relationship that I want you guys to focus on this year uh, is school relationships. So you guys live at school half of the time, right? You're, I mean, you're sleeping half of your day, but the other half of your day, you're at school. So you need healthy relationships with teachers, admin, um, students in your classroom. And, you know, you probably hear this all the time. You have to have healthy relationships with the students in your classroom. And that's how you uh, manage behavior and blah, blah, blah. And you're probably sick of hearing it. But you guys, it is so true. So as we are you know, you're probably in the thick of the first couple weeks of the beginning of the school year. Maybe you're already finding those children that are kind of <laughs> driving you crazy. Um, we're we're gonna get to that in a second. I have I have a tip for you here, but um, you know, some of you have good relationships with your teacher besties, and you're always um distracting each other from the work that you need to get done. So maybe you have a little bit two good relationships with the teachers at school. That's kind of the opposite for me. I've felt like I've been so disconnected from everybody. So last year, I actually, um, I started having lunch with just one person instead of going into the lunchroom because I felt like that was kind of a toxic environment for me to be in. And maybe some of you can relate. And so maybe that's one way that you can start having those teacher relationships more. And then there's those of you that are on the opposite spectrum who are, you have your teacher bestie and it's hard for you to get work done because you're always distracting each other. You might need to sit down and have that conversation about how you love seeing each other during school, but you really need to get your work done so that you can get out of school in time. Uh, this is going to leave more time for you guys to do things outside of school. Doesn't that sound much better rather than like distracting each other in school from the work that you need to get done? Uh, so another, uh, here's a, another tip if you struggle with this. We have to change our mindset around how we think of our students in the classroom. All right, so here's your student tip. If we are always coming in saying, oh, so-and-so is so annoying. I can't handle one more day with them. Well, then that student is automatically going to make you mad in the moment that you see them, right? You They walk in your classroom and you're like, oh my gosh, I just can't even today. 
So we need to switch our mindset around this. And I am also guilty of this with a lot of my relationships, not just student relationships, but uh, other relationships outside of my life. I'm actually working on it right now as we are going to a weekend. Um, and there is some people there that I know that are going to drive me crazy. So I'm working on this as I am about ready to drive where we're going. I'm going to be thinking about this. So <laughs> we need to change our mindset. Uh, instead of telling yourself that the student is driving me crazy, so annoying, start thinking of at least one positive thing about this student before you see them for the day. I started doing this. I started being more proactive about doing this towards the end of the school year last year with a couple of my kids. And it really, really helped me. Then when you see them, make it a point to connect with them in some way with a compliment or asking how their night went or something like that. This is a great start to building that relationship in the classroom in a more positive way. Okay, so school relationships covered. Number two, mm -hmm. your own kids. And Roberta, maybe you have some stuff to say here as well, but yeah. um why it's important to have a good, I don't think I really need to tell you why it's a good relationship, but if you're here, it's because you want to be the best possible, right? We didn't make babies just to make babies. We want to have loving and caring relationships with them so they can grow up and be healthy adults, but dang it, they make it hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, so true. So, Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly reminding myself throughout the day to, I even wrote it on my uh, hand and my wrist, my wrist yesterday. It's my little, my little tattoo that I want to get at some point. I don't know when, but uh, I stopped doing it for a while and I was like, nope, I need this reminder again. And so I draw this little tattoo and Roberta told me that I need to get those, what are they? Erasable tattoo markers for your, um. for your skin. Yeah, I mean, they're just, yeah, they're tattoo pins, and yeah, they're like a temporary tattoo, but you can draw your own, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I need that, because I keep drawing on myself, and my kids are like, you always tell us not to draw on yourself, and blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, but this is helping mommy. It's a cross with a rest symbol going across the top instead of just a straight line, a music rest, and then I have a uh, PBP, which is um, pause, breathe, and pray. Just to remind myself before I react, because we've talked about this before, I am an angry reactor. <laughs> so it's my little reminder to pause and breathe before I am pray before I react to my kids. So just like all the relationships in here today, you're never going to stop working on your kid relationship ever. You're always going to say something stupid or do something wrong or yell or question your life choices of having children in the first place. <laughs> okay, kidding, but not kidding, but kidding. <laughs> so here's three quick little tips I have for you in building that relationship up stronger with your kids. Because it's really hard to be a teacher and use up all your patience at school. This is me, 100%. And then come home and then still have patience left for your children, right? So 
I want you to work on number one. You guys have heard us talk about this over and over and over again. I don't care. We're going to talk about it until the day that we're dead. So quality time with your children and mm -hmm. it's going to be harder when school starts. It may not happen every single day, but work on it. And it's, it hasn't even been happening for us every single day, but we've been working on it. Um, it's, it's a constant work on thing. Preferably this is one-on-one -on -one time, which Roberta and I call mommy and me time where they get to choose an activity that they want to do with you. This can be five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or however long you want to put on it. And um, if you have a lot of kids, you might need to put them on an alternating schedule. You know, like you've got three kids one day, three kids the next day, because taking 15 minutes with each kid every day is probably going to be out of the question. Uh, but it is so helpful. It helps with behaviors. It helps with listening, especially for those kiddos who thrive on quality time. So we love that one. Number two, as I was writing this outline for you guys, it reminded me that I've kind of been a stick in the mud lately. So be goofy. My kids seem to be more difficult when I lose my sense of silliness and start acting like robo mom. <laughs> so this was my little reminder to myself to loosen up a bit and try to have a little bit more fun with them. And number three, something that I am always working on because my ego gets in the way, uh, I get that passed down from some of my family members and my husband is also this way. So it, it is especially hard, but it's something that I am working on. Say sorry when you mess up. So, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not good at this one. It has to do with that perfectionist in me. I'm an Enneagram one. I have no problem apologizing to my students at school when I F up. I don't know what it is, but it's hard for me to mention to my kids or to um, tell my kids that I messed up as a mom. Like, I don't know what it is. So it's hard for me to say that I was wrong. Uh, and think of how you feel when people do wrong by you and they don't apologize. It hurts, right? So it also hurts our kids, which tears that relationship down little by little. So I've been really, really working on this one. I don't know if you have anything else to add to this one, Roberta. I think that's great. And I think I definitely need the reminder to be a little bit more goofy. I think it's so easy <laughs> as just having the title of mom that like <laughs> you're not goofy. You're the one that's sticking to the schedule and keeping everyone accountable. And yep. And it's so hard to be that goofy version. Even, yeah. I don't know. So that is a good reminder for me as well. And I think that is one thing in this new planner that I have. It like one of the things talks about like at the beginning of the day, it asks a question, something about like, what can I do to feel joy or something like that today? I can't remember how it's phrased, but I think this might be, and then there's like three things that you're supposed to write down. But like one of those things I think could be here, like, how can I plan time to be goofy or something with my kids? Because it's not going to come naturally after not doing it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more you do it, the easier it is. But for sure, when you're starting to do it, your kids are probably going to even think it's weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can see the little, little faces in my head. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Number three is your husband or your significant other if you're not married. Uh, if you guys are struggling with communication with your husband, I want you to go back and go listen to episode 115. I just recorded this one. Roberta said she loved it. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to make you go back and listen. But if you are struggling with communication, this is one thing that we put into effect a couple years ago, and it has been game changer in our entire house communication wise. So go listen to that episode. And why is this relationship important? Well, this is the person you chose to come into relationship with as your partner in life, your better half, your other half, right? So this is like half of you. Without them, it's like you're missing half of you. So number one, make sure that you are organizing your lives together. When we are not organized, we're not communicating. When we're not communicating, we're usually fighting. When we're not, when we're fighting, it usually leads to bad parenting. So this is like that (laughs) top tier here that If things are not going well, it kind of trickles down into everything else into your life, which can affect you in your teaching life as well. Uh, So number two, make sure you schedule in some alone time each day, week, month, and year with each other. Uh, Each day, we kind of take, after the kids go to bed, we take some time, whether it's watching a movie. I know we talk about sleep and how we shouldn't watch a movie right before bed but sometimes it's the only time that we have together and that's what my husband's activity that's the thing that he loves doing so I make that okay to do um some nights not every night but I usually fall asleep about 10 minutes in (laughs) wake up and tell him to shut the movie (laughs) it takes us about five days to finish movie (laughs) Uh, weekly you know, this is one that I definitely need to work on. Um, monthly, we're we're working on scheduling in some al- date alone time with each other. So whether that is, um, we just got our office finished. So maybe it is just coming down here if we can't get a babysitter away from the kids. They're old enough now where they can just kind of do their own thing upstairs. So maybe it's that, maybe it is getting a babysitter. We've already got September scheduled, so that's exciting. Uh, And then yearly, we actually just got done with our, um, I don't, you could call it a marriage retreat, I guess. When When I think of retreat, I think of like doing something with other couples. It was just our weekend away and we did some fun things. We stayed at a VRBO and it was kind of like um, glamping, I guess. Well, we didn't camp, but we were like at a campground and we were in this like old little half apartment thing and like the bathrooms and the showers were downstairs. So, you know, it was, it was fine. It was like less than a hundred bucks a month a day. And it was, it was good. It was fun. And then we got to this VRBO in time, I had printed printed some marriage questions uh, to help us kind of talk through some communication points. We didn't get through all of them. We got through about three or four sections and there was like 10 sections total. So I thought that was pretty darn good for the amount of time that we had. And 
now the tricky part is fitting in the rest of it at night. We, we said we were going to last night and then I got too tired. And then also like keeping up on the things that you say that you're going to keep up on. So that could be your yearly thing could be that, or like bi-yearly, maybe you do that. And then maybe you just do something fun for the other one. So you should be scheduling this time in with your spouse or else it's not going to happen. It's not, you have kids, you're busy and they're going to pull you away every single time. If you don't pre-plan it and put it in your calendar and get a babysitter and all the things, right? You can't just say, oh yeah, here comes October. We're going to do something and then don't actually plan it. It has to get planned. Otherwise it's not going to happen. And then also number three, talk with each other regularly about your family and individual goals with finances, your career, your health, your faith, your parenting, your marriage. Um, so again, we just did this and this is something that we need to start scheduling in to our days. Otherwise it's not going to happen. He's been working really late, so it's been difficult, but um, we are going to work on it for, I think his schedule is light next week. So this is my good reminder to schedule this in next week and start working on this again. Cause you can't just do one and done. It's kind of a moot point if it doesn't keep happening. <laughs> so Number four relationship here. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one because this is what our entire podcast is about, but it's you. You need to have a good relationship with yourself. So you're given this one body, this one mind, and you are the only person that you are going to spend the rest of your entire life with. So this means that you need to have the best relationship possible with your self. How? You need to take care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. Like I said, we're not going to go too far in depth with this. I'm going to give you a quick little story here because I'm in it right now. <laughs> um, but you also need to be your own best friend and you need to talk to yourself and treat yourself like that as well. So my little story here, I am in the middle of, well, okay, back up. First of all, you guys have probably heard me talk on here that I have this, this summer, I've been focusing on working on fixing my back issues, which means I don't have as much time to work out. I'm also coming off of, it's getting better, but I had a lot of issues taste and smell wise since COVID. So I wasn't able to eat and drink all the things that I was used to drinking. And now that it's been getting better, I've been able to eat foods that I wasn't able to eat before. Most of those foods, because of course my, like I have, I can't eat fresh veggies still. So of course that hasn't come back the healthy part for me, but everything else is coming back, which means I can eat um, some garlic, some onions, um, fried food. <laughs> the things that I probably should not be eating. And so, and that tastes good. So I've kind of been overdoing it a little bit and I may have gained a little weight this summer because of it. And I also haven't been working out as much. So I've gained some weight, which means I haven't been super confident in the way that I've been looking or even feeling this last part of the summer. And so I decided to 
you know, I've been talking to myself, well, like, it's okay. Like you, you told yourself you were going to do work on your back. And so it's okay if you gained a little bit of weight and, but I haven't really been super believing it. So I decided to fix it. Like I'm at a point now where I put on pants the other day, school's about to start and I'm like, oh, hmm, these aren't fitting like they did last year. <laughs> and I'm not going to buy new clothes. It's not happening. So I just need to fix the problem. So I went on this three day reset. Basically, I'm on day two right now. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yesterday absolutely sucked. So when you're starting to make habits, cha change your habits and you know, like it's not going to go well, probably like you're used to a certain way of doing things. And when you change things up, it's going to suck <laughs> until your body starts getting used to it. It only took a day, you guys. And day two yesterday was, uh, oh, sorry. I'm on day three today, not day two. <laughs> day two yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, day two was better. And I already lost. So you guys, this is like a total complete diet. I'm not, I'm not a diet person long-term, but like, this is just a three day reset to reset habits and all that kind of stuff. So day two, I've lost 5.4 pounds on this three day reset. And we'll see what my, my total is tomorrow. Who knows? I may gain a little bit. That's normal on the scale to fluctuate. So Stepping on yesterday, I had lost 3.2 pounds, which was super exciting. I was like, what? There's no way because I didn't even follow the plan 100%. I would have been starving the entire day if I did. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So I added a little bit of healthy carbs for energy, a little bit of healthy protein, a little bit extra protein because there is protein in it, but it's just not enough for me. I eat a lot of food, but I know that is one thing that I need to start working on is I've been overeating. So I'm trying not to overeat either. So when you're starting new habits, make sure that you're comfortable, <laughs> like comfortable enough, but like maybe not you're, it's still going to be uncomfortable, but comfortable enough. Like I didn't want to be starving all day. That's not fun. So I did add those extra things in, um, but, you know, changing habits is going to be uncomfortable and maybe changing habits for you, for you to be more healthier and to have a good relationship with yourself, getting back on track here. I've digressed a little bit, sorry, <laughs> but getting that healthy relationship back with yourself it's not going to be fun the first couple days that you do it. And then even like you hit that couple week mark, that's usually when people start to fall off because they don't exactly see the progress that they want to see yet. So I just want to remind you, you guys that if you're starting to change some habits in your life, first of all, make sure you have some accountability. So go get in our time and stress management Facebook group so that we can help you out. If you need, like, just throw a post in there, like, hey, I'm changing this habit. Even if we don't have a post in there, that's like what you're working on. You can definitely throw something in and be like, hey, I'm changing this habit or I'm trying to manage my time better here. And 
we will help you through it. Like me and one of the other girls in the group, we're doing this reset together. And I told, like she said today, she was like, I'm going to the twins game tonight. And I'm like, this is going to be great for you because it's going to show you that you can keep these habits up. Even when life throws you curveballs, it's a mindset thing. And like making sure that you're not hungry before you go to the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, like this is what our Facebook group is for. So what are you waiting for? Get in there. Like you need some extra accountability because it's not going to be easy changing these habits, but it's going to be so much better in the long run. It's not easy doing this three-day reset, you guys, but it's going to be so much better for me when school starts. It's going to be so much easier for me to drink water, to drink less caffeine, to plan in my vegetables and my fruits. So there you go. Your relationship with yourself is everything because you are the person that needs to be with you for your entire life. All right, moving on. Our last one here is a higher power. And we're just going to come out and say God, because that's what Roberta and I believe in. Um, But whatever it is for you. And I know when I start making that excuse that I am too busy to fit God in, that's when crap starts hitting the fan. So our to-do list can become so long and then he slowly gets squeezed out of our life. And when that happens to me, I start feeling anxious because I have too many things on my plate and I feel like I'm supposed to handle it on my own, but we're not. So whether you're a believer or not, I encourage you to start squeezing in five extra minutes into your day with whatever, whoever you believe in to help stop this because it's always a great reminder to slow down and that you don't have to do everything on your own. So if you need a little extra help with figuring out what to do or where to fit it in, go listen to episode 103. This is where I talk about how to fit him into your morning. And I have been doing this morning routine the whole summer and it's been great. Of course, like the weekends, my morning routine kind of gets flip-flopped on its head. Um, and there's been some weekdays too, where I'm like, ah, I've got so much that I need to do, but it's working it in most mornings or fitting it in throughout the day. So I want to remind you that your relationship with this higher power is a great reminder to take care of yourself as well. Like I've said earlier, we only get this one body. We only get this one mind and we want to treat it like it is his. So I'm just going to, Roberta got me this self-care book. I'm going to read it really quick. Um, This is where this kind of got sparked from. So week six is focusing on you are God's temple. And from 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? So the little passage under this, and this is what we're going to end with, says the spirit of God dwells in you. Maybe you don't always feel as though you deserve to be treated well, but knowing that something is beautiful, wonderful, and powerful as the Holy Spirit is part of you is a compelling reason to care for your body. One of the biggest stumbling blocks of to finding a rhythm of self-care is an underlying belief that you aren't worthy of such love and tenderness from yourself. Have you found yourself looking inward and only seeing all the ways you don't measure up? God looks at you and sees his child deserving of love and grace and all good things. He chooses to dwell in you. And that is abundantly 
abundant evidence that you are worthy and adored just as you are. Care for his temple, your body, with that in mind. So I'm just going to leave you with that, guys. We are so grateful for you. We hope you got something out of this episode. Don't forget to go join our Facebook group so we can help support you in your healthy habits and stress management and time management and have a great rest of your week. Hey, Teacher Mama, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It lights us up to know this podcast is helping you. Also, please share this with a friend who might need it today. Okay, time to go spend all that extra time we have with our families. No more stressing out over schoolwork that didn't get done before contract time. We'll meet you back here in a couple of days for another episode. Bye. Bye!